Welcome to Setting Captives Free podcast, where we talk about how to experience gospel freedom. Romans 6-7 says, For one who has died has been set free from sin. On today's broadcast, Mike Cleveland, founder of Setting Captives Free, shares how you can experience the freedom purchased for us by Jesus Christ at the cross. Hello, everyone. This is Mike and Jody Cleveland. We're coming to you from the state of Washington, and we have a new friend with us on the line here, and Rhonda is in Korea. And Rhonda, it's so good to see you. Thanks for taking time to join us today. Happy to be with you. And Rhonda has finished the weight loss boot camp and has shared a wonderful testimony with us. We have just rejoiced with you, Rhonda, and seeing the work of God in your heart and in your life. And so today, you have volunteered to come and just share with us and talk with us. So we've decided ahead of time to frame our discussion around Romans 8, 1 to 4, I think, right? Mm -hmm. 1 to 4. And so what we'll do is we'll just kind of go through that passage, and then you can share any thoughts that you have, and we'll share as well. And so as we look at Romans 8, the first thing it says in verse 1 is, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And, you know, Rhonda, for years, um, I lived under condemnation. Uh, I kept feeling within myself that I fell short, that I missed the mark, that I wasn't acceptable. It was like this cycle of sin you know i would overeat and then i'd and ask forgiveness and i'd go right back to it so that was kind of my experience how about you what type of experience same same but even not just related to food um i struggled with doubts of my salvation for years even after I became a missionary. I mean, I had been on the field for 15 years and still not knowing that all my sin was taken care of. There was always this, I'm not measuring up. And um, I, I think, you know, maybe for those of us who grow up in Christian homes, and I grew up in a wonderful ministry family, um, it's not their fault. I just think sometimes we don't always, the light bulbs don't always go on. But it's, in some ways, I think it's like salvation is presented for one purpose only, like the gospel it's for one purpose and that's to get to heaven. But it, we don't learn how it applies to daily life. And I struggled for many years thinking, okay, I knew Jesus covered my sins up until the time I trusted Christ. But after I trusted Christ, it was up to me. I see. To measure up. Sure. And I couldn't be perfect. And it impacted my parenting and then with food, just always failing and turning to that for comfort. Um, But I cannot tell you after the teaching that I went through those 30 days, um, 
how not just with food, but with other things, I've been released. Things that I had carried for years. And it's gone. It's gone, uh, you know, by the blood of Jesus. And I just, there's a freedom I've experienced in my spirit that I had not known. I praise God for that. Um, and I think you've just encouraged a lot of other people as well in describing mm -hmm. their situation. Because I think what you said is very true that we kind of compartmentalize the gospel and say, it's to get me to heaven. It's to free me from God's wrath only. It's right. to save me from hell. It's And then once right. I know the gospel, I go beyond that. Now, <clears throat> I don't need it anymore because after right. I'm a believer. Right. And, and I think that's what you just described. But yes, so if you look at this verse here, Rhonda, it says there's no condemnation. Mm. This passage follows Romans 7, where Paul talked about being a slave to sin, being sold into sin. And, and mm -hmm. he, as a believer, he could follow that up with there's no condemnation. Mm -hmm. The reason we have mm -hmm. to understand is because Jesus was condemned in our place. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, we are not condemned because he was. Right. And so, what, what does that do for you as you think about that thought? Oh, I, you know, um, like I think before, you know, I went through this, if somebody had asked me, what connection does the cross have with overeating? Like there's no, like I couldn't see any connection there. And yet the washing at the cross and coming and seeing one is I was at a point where I was desperate. Like I knew I needed a miracle. I think you mentioned that in one of your lessons that, you know, for those of you who, who like to think that I would not overeat would take a miracle, you know? And when you're in that desperate spot and then you're directed to the cross in your need and you see what he did and some of the, the other Bible illustrations you give showing, uh, illustrating kind of in word pictures, what Jesus did, different pictures of that. And um, I just, it's hard to explain, honestly, I just, there was a release there that it's paid you know, and I'm free. I don't have to say yes to those things like the casket illustration you used of someone in a casket and, you know, food is brought by. Well, a dead person doesn't respond to that because they're dead. And that just, wow, you know, um, Jesus took that for me. And then it produces like when um, I understand what Jesus did for me, for my sin of overeating and other sins, then there's a thankfulness that just overwhelms me and I want to serve him and I want to follow him. So I, I just never saw that connection between the cross and the power of that 
you know, and my daily temptations and sinning and food, no less, you know, like a, a sin that many people don't even consider, you know, gluttony, they don't even consider that a problem, you know. Yeah, because um, it, it's obvious and evident, sort of, you can't hide it, you know, it sort of has to be accepted. It's, and we make fun of it and we think right. like it and, um, it's very socially acceptable. Yeah, yeah, it's it's something that we all, you know, kind of mention. Right. right. And yet when you come to the cross, you can't make light of any sin. Uh, you see the suffering <laughs> of Jesus and you, well, and, and I think that leads us to verse two. Um, and so you want to read that, Jody? Yeah, you were describing this verse so much when you were talking earlier. It says, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. And that's what you experienced, that freedom, right? That release you were talking about mm. through Jesus mm. Christ. Mm. If you look at yeah. it, it, it says that sin and death were a law to us. And so mm. we had to obey. When we are born into this world, um, we are born under this law of sin and death. So we have to obey when we're presented with temptation. It's a law to us. We have to give in. But then right. what happened is, you know, the law only applies to those who are living. And through the cross, you and I, believers, died. Yes. And so we're no longer under the law right. of sin and death. Now, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free. And so, Rhonda, you described that really well, that release that that old self was dead, and you and I have raised to new life. Um, and so, what what is it like practically? So I'm sure that you used to, you know, you get bombarded with temptation. We all do. Yeah, all of us. We we have temptation hit us. What's different now for you? Um, several things. One is. Um, like the having to obey the scale or uh, to obey, oh, you should only eat certain things, like healthy things. Um, Which having to obey people. that. Um, right. Right. And like, um, uh, I, since this started, you encourage to get rid of the scale. And um, I got on it once and that was a mistake. That was a mistake. Um, because again, it's like, I've got to serve this thing. Not I'm, I'm, I'm measured by that law, that tool of the law. Mm -hmm. I'm not measured by God and his standard. It's this other law. And, um, and just like, there was always this comparing, like I'm smaller than those people. So I'm good or, or I'm bigger than them. So I'm bad. And, um, you know, that I'm, I'm free from that now. And it has nothing to do with the scale or my size or even how I look, you know, it's not about that. It's about, 
um, you know, my heart with God. And if I'm doing the plan, the direction he gives me, then the result is up to him. And I can walk in freedom from those laws, those, those standards that I had set up or that the world had set up for me, you know. So what you're saying is you're free both from the condemnation of the law, but you're also Mm -hmm. free from the requirements to measure up in your own self apart from Christ. Right. Um, That leads us to verse three. And do you have verse three, Rhonda, that you can read there? Yes, I'm I'm reading from the NLT. Oh, good. Um, the, The law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the bodies we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son as a sacrifice for our sins. Oh, I love that version too. That's beautiful. Um, But one of the things I noticed as you were reading was the law is weakened by the flesh, Mm. Uh, meaning that in our flesh, we can't measure up. We can't meet the standards. We fall short. The law was perfect and holy, but uh, it was not able to make you and I perfect and holy because our flesh is weak. And so what I do uh, as I was listening to you is compared that to diets. And so, you know, diets and programs, they tell you, to do this and to don't do that and to eat this and of course don't eat don't eat that but our flesh is weak mm-hmm. and whatever well, you tell me not to do well guess what that's the thing that's exactly <laughs> what i'm going to do <laughs> right uh and, and so the solution there is clearly presented jody what what do you see as the solution in verse three verse three it's that god's in his son and the light of the simple flesh should be the sin offering. So mm-hmm. sin offering is the solution for the weakness of our flesh. Right. Again, we see, Rhonda, the cross is right. the solution, isn't it? What, yes. What, what is your, like, just tell us, what is your personal experience of the cross? What, what has it done to you in this area of overeating and, and sin and so forth? Oh, just the... The, the washing, um, the power, you know, like what our bodies were weak, you know, like um, uh, I, I wrote down one of your quotes in, uh, we don't win by trying, but by dying. And it would seem like every time I would try, like, oh, okay, I'm going to eat like this, or I'm going to, you know. I would last a few days, maybe a week, and then I'm right back in, you know, just, and to come, like in, in this version, it said, and in that body, God declared an end to sin's control over us by giving his son. And it, I guess the cross is a statement, you know, that, the it is finished, you know, the debt's been paid and to 
find the Holy Spirit's power there to like you talk about washing at the cross and then walking in the spirit and that the power of the cross is found. You know, we find that power, the Holy Spirit's power at the foot of the cross. So cleansing, but then also the power um, to live. Um, I just, the freedom I've experienced, I just, it's unlike anything I've experienced in my life. Things I've carried for a long time are gone, like really gone. And um, then just seeing, knowing what the Savior did for me. It's just been precious. I mean, yeah. Um, he becomes so precious to us, doesn't he? Right. I like how verse three, is it verse three? Yeah, it says, so he condemned sin in the flesh. But you compare that with verse one, there's no condemnation for us. <laughs> so God found a way. And of course, he and the son worked together uh, before the foundation of the world. Um, to condemn sin without condemning the sinner. Right. Uh, so he separated us from our sin and mm -hmm. condemned sin and mm -hmm. saved the sinner and, right. and broke the power like you were describing. Right. This, is, mm -hmm. this is wonderful to hear this because what we need is not more rules to tell us what to do, what not to do. We need right. power. Right. And, and as you said, the power of the spirit resides at the cross. Right. And that's, that's really awesome. So the end result we can see in verse four, the end result, in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And so what that tells you now is you measure up. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that you now <laughs> right? so the bars set real high we, we kept falling short and now in christ and by the spirit we clear it by a mile right um, yeah. that's just amazing and, and i'm so thankful yeah. for the work of god at, at jesus at the cross and the spirit of yeah. god in our hearts um and you have described it well um rhonda as we as we think about let, let me ask you this first can you summarize your experience of going through the weight loss boot camp course? When did you start to recognize that there was power at the cross and, and it actually changed the way that you live? Are right. you able to address that? Um, I mean, it was pretty early on in the, the teaching. I think that initial point you know, washing at the cross uh, was really a, a crux point for me. Um, and um, I'm still learning about how to get my plan from God. You know, that's something I'm still, uh, you know, uh, learning. But um, I would say pretty early on, I got it. And I just... Um, I've been a Christian for a long time. Um, I'm 54. I'm like, I should have known this stuff. I've been in ministry. Um, and yet this is the path I'm on with the Lord. And thank 
God, he doesn't give up on us, no matter how old we are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just, um, knowing that his blood, you know, that I, it makes me think of the hymn, there's power in the blood. Yeah. Uh, would you be free from your passion and pride? There's power in the blood. And I've sung that for years. And yet to know that is really true you know, that his blood cleansed me, but also freed me. Um, I'm, you know, that price has been paid. Um, the, I'm not ruled by that, my sin and my passion anymore. Um, but Christ took that in my place. And now I'm just free to walk with him and, um, and I have, I mean, I, again, I'm not going to get on the scale because that's not the measure, but I feel better. My clothes fit better. Um, but, you know, maybe I don't look the way I would want to look, but that's not the issue anymore. Right. You know, I'm the inside of me is changing. And I just know that as I continue walking with the Lord, if he wants the outside to change, then that's up to him as I follow and walk with him and obey him. And I just, it doesn't matter, you know, and it doesn't matter what other people think, you know, it's, it's just, I'm me now in the Lord. And that's, that's all that matters, you know. So wonderful to hear. And as you were quoting from that song, I thought about I believe it's Revelation 1, 5, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood. So mm-hmm. there's power in the blood, not just to save us from hell and wrath, no. which is no. wonderful, which is glorious, right? but to also break the power of canceled mm-hmm. sin. He breaks the mm-hmm. power of canceled sin. He sets the mm-hmm. captives free mm-hmm. and you just described it well. As we, as we wrap this up, Rhonda, um, can you think about someone who is in the situation that you described earlier, which is, man, I'm 50 some years old, or I've tried this for, for a long, I've been a Christian a long time, and I can't seem to, you know, get past this struggle. What words of encouragement could you suggest to them? Um, you know, I have even tried other Christian programs, you know, um, and I, those people are not bad people, you know, I believe they're walking with the spirit. Um, and that's why they're successful. But when I'm given rules, I, I don't have, I, it's the power source. And I guess no matter, maybe someone who's my age or similar, been a Christian a long time or tried many different diet programs. I think the key is the power. And I, in this teaching, that's what I discovered um, is the power. Where is the power to change? Because in myself, I did, I don't have that. The more I try, the worse I do. And yet when I come to the cross, discover the power 
of the the chains being broken, the the free the power that gave me freedom and the power that is accessible to me to live and to war against the flesh is real. And it works. That power works. Um, but it's not the power in us. And so I guess I would just encourage somebody who's tried many things, if they can be humble enough to just do the 30 days, maybe they know a lot about nutrition and they've heard all the, and they know all the things about exercise and stuff, but to just take 30 days to humbly learn, you know, um, I think it, it was transformative to me, I know, and uh, I'm not going back. I, I'm not, I'm just not going back, you know. Amen. That was beautiful. Uh, very encouraging. I know that other people who have seen and heard you today are, are going to understand, wow, there is power and freedom available, and it's all mixed in with love. The love of God that he had. Rhonda, thank you so much for taking time to come on and share. We really appreciate hearing from you, and I know many other people will as well. Well, thank you for your ministry. It's, it's been a blessing to me. Glad to hear that. This has been a podcast of Setting Captives Free. For more information or to enroll in free interactive courses on finding freedom, please go to settingcaptivesfree.com. Tune in next time for more truth that sets captives free.